1: This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Frozen, Frozen, heroes, gonna tell you about Frozen, Frozen, heroes, gonna tell you about comic books, costumes, facts,
0: boots, and other stuff.
1: In this week's issue, strange tales from the crypt.
0: <laughs> Welcome into Bros, Foes, and Heroes. I'm Zach, joined as always by Man Wonder, Mr. Mike. Hello. I decided that I wasn't going to just go through all the M's.
1: I love the. I I just I, I love the time it takes to start. Like I just love that. Like you go into like a trance almost.
0: Well, I'm just kind of like getting I know, ready. Yeah, I get yeah. it.
1: I get it. We've talked about this, but I just love that. I like the fact that you prepare mentally. I, I feel like it always makes you chuckle though. Too well, it does. Do but it. I'm just like, I don't know. It, it's almost like being in a family photo. I don't know what to do with my no, hands. No, no, I get kind it. Of thing, I get you know? it. No, no, I totally. Yeah, get that's it. all it is. Uh, yeah. No. I it's just like if like somebody started a prayer right here, <laughs> and you're just like, I'd be like, oh, uh, and that's what just, we're yeah, doing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying.
0: Um, I don't know. I just, I've I always kind of done it. To, uh, I think it's fantastic. Just kind of gets me in, in the mood. Yeah. Uh, the mood today. Uh, oh, I guess the day that this podcast comes out. Yes, sir. Is Halloween. So Ooh. happy Halloween. If you're listening Spooky on Monday, yep. if you're listening on Tuesday, happy November.
1: Happy. Uh, well, it's Dia de los Muertos. Oh, that's yeah. true. For so. like, I think it's October 31st through November 2nd or something like oh, that's that. sure. So then, yeah. yeah.
0: Happy Dia de los Muertos. Muertos. So... Yeah. Uh, and hopefully everybody enjoyed their Halloween, but sure. I there thought- sugar skulls. There's, yeah, that's yeah. true. I thought that it would make sense to do a horror story in a way, but what I wanted to do was focus on Something you know a are little you, bit older. Are You saying
1: that the other ones haven't been a horror? Is that <laughs> some of them have been some, horrors just some because of, them of have a, been a few horrors, have been yeah.
0: horror stories yeah. just because of how bad they are. Sure. Um, the one that we did last week with Stray Dogs was just more of a thriller.
1: That was a good one. It was really good. I had to leave in the middle. You did,
0: but that's okay. Rusty filled for It was in so you. weird. Uh, well, that we did it perfectly of where yes yeah commercial break new co-host so
1: (laughs) that's how that's how i feel like i'm gonna go out at (laughs) some point we replace you during commercial commercial break break. oh he's dead (laughs) you know that's that's how his life ended oh man (laughs) manscaped
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh we can do like a 21 uh trimmer salute 21 trimmer salute that's lovely uh so yes. what we're doing for Halloween?
1: He fell like the frozen pubes on the. <laughs> I don't know. I hear the I hear the guy talking about like the frozen tundra. Yeah, 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 The,
0: yeah. Uh, the uh, yeah. NFL Films guy. Yeah, yeah. So we are going to focus on actually tales from the crypt. Ah. I think most people probably think of the uh, I believe it was 1989 when it started yeah. the HBO series yeah. mm-hmm. with that you know weird little crypt keeper guy sure. and all the stories. A lot of the stories in those uh, in the TV show. Were taken from previous comic stories, right, and things like that. Or new, but the namesake is the same as well. Sure. Also, there was a movie made in 1972. Can't tell you much about that. I do know they did make a Tales from the Crypt cartoon.
1: Wait, there was a Tales from the Crypt movie made in
0: 72? Yeah, I've huh. never seen it. I just huh. know about it. But they did make a Tales of the uh, from the Crypt cartoon.
1: Yeah, that I've seen a before. Cartoon. Yeah. Seems like that would be a kid's thing.
0: Yeah, no, that for sure. And then there was also even a kids game show, oh, which was like the Crypt Keepers haunted house or something like that. <laughs> so there was a wild. That were there
1: any video games? Yeah, there were. Were there? Uh, like tales from the Crypt Video games? I think so. I'm gonna I'm gonna double check this. I think there were. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you a question real quick. Uh-huh. I think I'm right. Well, I know I am because I just looked it up, but uh, William Gaines. Yes. That's the guy I was talking about earlier. Yes. He started Mad Magazine. He did. He also started Tales from the Crypt. He did. Well, he
0: was the, essentially, I believe it was his
1: father. Yep. Yeah, there is a Tales from the Crypt
0: video game. Wow. There's also pinball machines, too. Oh. Uh, I want to see I if I can. see pinball machines, right?
1: Images. Yeah, because no like pinball machine makes sense. The Kiss pinball machine and all that. I was not even a big Kiss fan, but I would love to have a Kiss pinball machine.
0: Here you go. Sega's, this can't be real, right? Right. Uh, yeah, it's
1: real. No, it's not. Sure, it is. I don't even know what you're talking it about, but fake. it's real. It looks fake. Oh, Sega CD. But it looks fake. It does so look fake. a little fake. Uh, fright Simulator. <laughs> wow. I hope uh, that's real. I don't think it is.
0: Oh, they also had. Do you remember these little things? The little handheld yeah, yeah, games. Yeah, the little, there was it, a handheld like a uh, what were they? A uh, Tyco games? Yeah,
1: yeah. This was after the football game. It was a little better because the screen was, but it's still black and white screen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So yeah, no, they had everything. Tells from wow. the crap, but you're right with William Gaines. William Gaines. Um, William Gaines is going to come up a little bit too. Okay. Um, I think the cool thing. Actually, before we get into the story, let me talk a little background about this because um, it seems like, obviously, when people that got into comics usually were kids. We're talking about, like, Mm -hmm. when Superman, Batman, all that first came out. Sure, The early public domain stuff we've covered, I think the earliest we've gone is 39. Mm -hmm. There's stuff before that. Really? Uh, But, yeah, I mean, I think technically... the yellow kid is considered to be the first. Like, the yellow kid. He was called that because he wore a yellow t shirt.
1: Um <laughs> good naming. Yeah. <laughs> That's um,
0: crazy. but like this was like in the eighteen eighties. Somebody's like mm, and it was just kid? a strip of where like his shirt would say different things, like, uh, you know, yeah, political references or stuff I like get that. And, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, they've been around for a while. That's the
1: way they did a lot of political cartoons. Yeah. Just, yeah. They still do, I guess, really. In a way, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so that was like the first, but it then it seems cheap. Oh, for Doesn't sure. Doesn't it?
1: Just, just to write
0: something? Just instead to of,
1: write something on somebody's shirt? Yeah, yeah.
0: There's a little bit better way. More agree. creative, okay. I guess you All could. Right. Um, But so in the 30s and then the 40s, so obviously you have to think that it's kids mm-hmm. and even like teenagers that right. get into them. And then these kids and teenagers are kind of sent off to war mm. and they kind of grow up a bit. Mm-hmm. And so when they come back, they still are used to like, hey, I grew up reading comics. Yeah, sure. But they want something that might be of a more right. adult, a little more adult. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So
0: comics, uh, comic companies would produce like crime stories. Well, and the thing and is, your
1: audience grew up almost overnight. That's true too. Yeah, because because of what? Because war II. of the war. Yeah.
0: So. The big one. See, yeah. You see a <laughs> a change in like instead of just being all superhero comics, yeah. you have like romance comics, you have detective sure, comics, sure. crime comics, um, and horror comics. Just different. It was subject probably material a little bit for, of a
1: shotgun approach. Yeah, where they had to like, okay, let's see what they will will read or yeah, whatever. Yeah,
0: and, and, and like to even tell you, like tells from the crypt. This is the first issue, but if you'll notice, it's numbered twenty mm. because they ran through a couple different. I think they had like a international comics at first and then okay. it became crime patrol comics and then crime it was patrol. like uh, tales from the vault and then yeah. it became
1: tales from the crypt by 20. I like how it's strange tales from the yes. crypt which they I'm assuming they just dropped strange at yeah, some just point. to yeah. kind of sell it there yeah
0: um but what happens with this and you can kind of see the star over here yeah it's very different than from later comics because this is just uh this it says it confirms uh to the comic code and okay. at this time Essentially, comics were starting to get in around the early 50s. Uh, backlash, in a sense, because people thought that, oh, it's not good for mm-hmm. kids' brains. It's ruining them. The subject matter that's there, it's caused them to go crazy. Right. Just like any time, whenever uh, one generation doesn't understand the younger generation, there has to be something sure. wrong with them. It was comic books there Starts in the 50s. Starts
1: with T, stands for T. Trouble, Trouble City. right here it's, in River City. Yeah, yeah,
0: I actually know that reference now, yeah. though. Yeah. Um, so... With the pushback, the comics themselves at first tried to police themselves mm-hmm. and they create like a set of guidelines that they yeah. were able to. I'm sure follow. that went well. Oh, uh, well, that's what we're yeah. getting to. And like you can see, like look for the seal. There's and an they talk about seal. there's an actual seal. It <laughs> yeah. was funny because I've never seen one of these. Yeah. So that was really cool to read. But oh, wow. Look at that. And yeah. they explain essentially like what all they do. And they have their board of directors here. So
1: is this. Them trying to get out in front of something that they figured was going to happen yes. to them anyway? Yes, they okay. thought
0: that with the cry from parents that, you know, yeah. so they thought they
1: could take care of it themselves. This is almost thing. like the parental notice that we have on CDs. And yeah, stuff the parental advisor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, you'll notice if you look later, there is a different comics code sticker mm-hmm. because eventually um, there was a comics code pass where it wasn't, they were able to police themselves anymore. Yeah. And we're going to get to that before I get into the story because I think it's a very interesting part. Uh, Part of the board of directors, though, was as you brought up, William Gaines.
1: And the seal. And the seal. No, uh, like uh,
0: Lev Gleason was the president who had Lev Gleason Publishing. Okay. uh, Harold Moore from Famous Funnies. Like it's all these different publishers in William Gaines at Educational Comics is one of them too that's so what weird. the ec started for was educational comics eventually uh-huh. when they started printing off more things like this they changed it to entertaining comics gotcha but
1: yeah there's not a lot of education going on in no no they're dragon. entertaining now right
0: but what would happen is there was an increase in popularity of different horror
1: comics sure
0: And different uh you know comics that showed more violence maybe dealt with things that Parents didn't like, and so. Well, this so, is also
1: when you got into the sci-fi comics and all that kind of stuff. A lot of stuff. Yeah. So sure. uh,
0: it eventually leads to a Senate hearing in
1: 1954,
0: mm. of where the uh, <laughs> Doctor Wortham government always has to get involved. Doctor yeah. Wortham, who did a lot of great work before, okay. Kind of goes, and this is just my opinion. Kind of goes and paints a very broad brush on comics. Sure, he tells a story about. Uh, He's like Tipper, a, yeah. yeah. No, Doctor wortham tells a story about, uh, like, I'm trying to remember. Oh, that some kid, some 14 year old, had like. Held up a store and ended up killing people. And when the police got there and the kid told them, What what was it? You want to know what caused it? It's these wretched dirty comics. <laughs> it's like a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, but Scapegoat. when this when the hearing was made, William Gaines said to himself, because there was nobody that was going to speak up for comics. Right. They were just going to hear from the doctor. And yeah. he thought, Well, that's not fair. I need to go ahead and I will speak for comics as a whole. And William Gaines has a very great opening line that I think is fantastic that I'll play for us here in a second. But, well, actually, let me start with that before I tell you how it kind of goes downhill after this. So he is able to open up um, and give his closing kind of – or not closing, his opening remarks to the Senate committee there. Sure. And I think that his quote is just so great basically about – We're having this meeting for, you know, what comics do to our kids. Yeah. But, like, why do we worry so much about that? I'll go ahead and play his intro here.
1: Afraid of our own children? Do we forget that they are citizens too? And entitled to the essential freedom to read? Or do we think our children so evil, so vicious, so simple-minded, that it takes but a comic magazine story of murder to set
0: them to murder, of robbery to set them to robbery? We're afraid of our... He's got a point. It's a fantastic yeah, point. it's really good. And so it's like, are we afraid of our own kids that you think a comic book? Like, yeah, are they evil yeah. enough that a comic book is going to well, send them down it, there? It,
1: are they so simple-minded? Exactly. And yeah, I, it's yeah. a great argument. Yeah, it really problem is. problem
0: for William Gaines, yeah. he had stayed up super late the night before practicing and practicing <laughs> and practicing his testimony. Yeah. And I've heard other things is either strong painkillers or diet pills oh, or something no. to keep him up. So by the end, he was supposed to go in the morning too. Black mollies. Yeah. <laughs> He was supposed to testify in the morning, but they pushed it back. So yeah. instead he went to the afternoon oh, no. and it kind of caught up with him after that great opening yeah. uh, line. Yeah. Oh, of course, I can't find it here now. Um, That great opening line, there comes these comments then. Uh, one is, so the chief counsel was Herbert Basir, I guess. And then okay. also I'm going to read a line from uh, Senator Estes, kefir doesn't matter um so <laughs> yes, the first guy asked him you know. ask Gaines, is it the sole test of what you would put into your magazine whether it sells is there a limit you can think of that you would not put in a magazine because you thought a child should not see or read about it right Gaines response is no i wouldn't say that there are any limits for the reasons you outlined my only limits are the bounds of good taste and what i consider good taste yeah The fair answer. Exactly. The counselor says, then you think a child cannot in any way, in any way, shape or manner be hurt by anything that a child reads or sees Mm. to which he replies. I don't believe so. Mm. The counselor says there would be no limit actually to what you put in your magazine. And he replies only within the boards of good taste.
1: Yeah.
0: Counselor replies, your own good taste and sellability. And he says, yes, Uh. I give this story. Because it sets up the next one. And this testimony is what many consider to be what sank the comic industry and created the comics code because Mm -hmm. of this at the time. Mm -hmm. The senator says, and I'll go ahead and show you the cover, Mike. Uh, If you want to listen along, I'm sure you can find it by searching. It's the cover of Crime Suspense Stories. Excuse excuse me. Crime Suspense Stories.
1: Suspense Stories.
0: uh, Number 22.
1: Okay.
0: And I will show
1: you the cover there. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, the lady's head's been chopped off. Yep. So, the senator... But, to the to the matter of good taste, the blood is black. Here it is. So, the
0: senator says, here's your May 22nd issue, crime suspense stories number 22. Yeah. This seems to be a man with a bloody axe holding a woman's head up, which we can see has been severed from her body. Do uh-huh. you think this is in good taste? And Gaines replies... Yes, sir, I do, for the cover of a comic magazine. A cover is in bad taste, for example, might be defined as holding the head a little higher so that you could see the neck and it could be dripping blood from it or moving the body over a little further so that the neck of the body could be seen to be bloody.
1: Well, he does kind of have a point
0: The senator says, you have blood coming out of her mouth, and he goes, a little. (laughs) He goes, there's blood on the axe. I think most adults are shocked by that. Yeah. So the line is, basically, do you think that's in good taste? Yes, I do. Yeah. For a horror comic yeah. is essentially what yeah. causes outrage. Um, I can see that. It eventually then creates the comic code that everybody has to do, and it's because of that, in the ruling, he decides, William Gaines, I'm not going to be able, if they're telling me what I can and can't print, Yeah. I'm not going to do that just yeah, sure, because, you know, sure. so he cancels tells from the, from the crypt. He cancels the crime stories, everything at EC, he basically cancels. And then he goes wow. and he turns mad magazine instead of a comic into a magazine Yeah, because he had less things and less hurdles to be able to jump over gotcha. and he could still be able to put out the product where he could without yeah, feeling
1: censored. Cause it's not under the comic code. No. Yeah. Cause it's a magazine.
0: So gotcha. these tells from the crypt comics, are directly related to the comics code yeah. being created. And so I thought that was just a cool little that history is, tidbit very interesting, yeah. to throw in. Yeah. And now, Mike, it's it's a very short, it's only like a 36-page yeah. issue. We have well, four the, the short stories. The thing I love about
1: this is The Crypt
0: Keeper. He's not, he's not an old yeah, man. An he's old not cre- old. He's it, an actual person.
1: This is this is what he looked like before he turned into a skeleton. That's I, true. I'm assuming. Yeah, I think. Yeah.
0: And then he dies. But uh, $0.10 cents for the first one. Yeah. But what I was going to say is before we go ahead and break off into these four little short stories of Halloween delight, yeah. let's go ahead and take a quick little break. And let's we'll be back. Let's do it. Right after this. We are back now uh hang thank on you. just a second
1: okay now i'm ready oh okay. no i'm just kidding
0: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't close your eyes i didn't know what yeah, you were doing that's true that's right. that's right uh so we will dive into tales from the crypt. i will tell you mike all these stories are <laughs> it's funny to think of obviously us talking about the comic code and how yeah risque and stuff it is yeah, sure. some of these stories are just kind of ridiculous but right. it fits with our show right I'll just tell you as we go through, oh, and you just can just love flip this through kind of stuff, man. Yeah, no, the old like creepy stuff in horror uh, yeah, comics—the way it's so drawn. Good. Yeah, the, our first story. So we have four stories, and there is like they're all kind of set up by the Crypt Keeper in a right. sense of where he just introduces each story.
1: He didn't have to do the thirteen like this. No, you know but what it's I'm saying? cool, right? But it's just such an added yes, detail. and it's the so giant good. hand out of yeah, the yeah, it's just so good. So our so you've got a big steamship. Uh, with a big creepy hand coming up out of the sea, with, with moss and stuff mm-hmm. hanging off of it, like it's gonna grab the boat. You got the number thirteen and a big shadow on the on the shore, and then you got the crib keeper up here in a in a little balloon, saying, "His a thing, thing from the sea." Yeah, yeah. yeah. So our first ah, story is the so thing
0: from the sea. We find out that it has to deal with stateroom.
1: Thirteen, Stateroom 13.
0: Yeah. So here's something else that I found very strange. I have not seen this in a comic before. Yeah. But it there's not a character name. It says you are.
1: Oh, yeah. It tells
0: the story as you, oh, even wow. though it tells you what you look like the whole time.
1: Yeah, um, but that's cool. It is cool. Yeah. Uh,
0: so essentially the story is you're trying to make passage on this ship. Yeah. Uh, but the only room available is Stateroom 13. You're Kay. like, that's fine. Sure. I just need to make it. Uh, you buy the ticket, they let you on board, and as the uh, guy walks you to your room and you tell him, oh, I'm on, in stateroom 13, yeah. he kind of gets a little freaked out a bit. And you ask him, hey, what's up? And he's like, oh, it's just no passenger that stays in that room has ever made it all the way through like the trip, yeah. like something yeah. happens. And you kind of blow him off, and you're like, ah, it's no big deal. Wait, is this
1: me? Yeah, that's you. I'm the guy in the trench coat. Yeah, you're okay. the guy in the trench Fantastic. coat. Fantastic.
0: So you go this. into your stateroom and you see that you have a bunk yeah, mate that's yeah. also staying there with you. Right. Both of you. He's like, hey, did they tell you it was haunted? You're like, yeah, they did. I'm like,
1: I don't think it is. It's kind of set up like a tour bus with the, with the bunk beds yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah,
0: um, Sure. They call them berths, I think. Really? Uh, hold on. What was it? Like there, there was a lot of weird names. and things. I have to just be huh. like, oh, yeah, that's what it was. Huh,
1: that's cool. Uh,
0: where is this at? Uh, we had a porthole, but we'll get to the porthole. Where in the world? What were these called? It always ends
1: with a porthole. I don't know. That's okay. That's yeah, right. Whatever. Bunk beds.
0: Um, you're still your belongings. Yeah, okay. Bunkety, so they're bunk beds. Bunkity bunk beds. Uh, you fall asleep. I do. You wake up and realize that the porthole that had been bolted shut is open. Hey, my porthole. And you're like, what in the world? So you go over there and you close it because it's kind of cold. Yeah. And when you do, you hear an ah. Like a scream, yeah. And your bunk mate takes off running, and he's like, "No, no, no, no! Don't oh let God. him get me! Don't let him yeah. get me!" And he just storms out and leaves. Whoa. Well, you're like, okay, what's up with that guy? I don't know. I'm going back to sleep. Whoa. Next morning, you wake up. Yeah. You go out onto the deck, just kind of reading and enjoying your day. And Put on into. my morning suit. Yeah, your morning sure. suit, uh-huh. suit, <laughs> uh, which is green, apparently. Yeah um and no, it's you green run in the morning, into,
1: red in the afternoon blue at night everybody knows that yeah, you
0: run into one of the um i guess uh sea crew the some one of the boats C crews, C crew and you ask him about <laughs> your roommate like yeah, hey and sure. they're like he's in the he, infirmary he looks like a
1: captain he looks like a whatever a, a yeah. port mate whatever whatever they call him.
0: they tell you that he's in the infirmary that he's just kind of babbling to himself the and infirmary kind of crazy.
1: like uh, yeah Oh, I loved. I just love the term. Oh, okay. That they have an infirmary. On Isn't the, that on like the, the hospital s- on the there? ship? Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Okay. No, I just love it.
0: So, uh, and you're like, oh, okay, that's strange. Maybe I don't. I don't think this stateroom thing. Is birth. Birth. It's right okay. There, was, there yeah, you go. It I is find birth. It. Yeah. So you're like, I don't know what his deal is. Like, it couldn't be anything. Well, you get ready to go to bed. You make sure that your porthole is. <laughs> I don't realize how that sound. You make sure that the porthole in your room is closed, bolted shut before Kids you go to sleep. make sure
1: your porthole is closed.
0: You wake up again with it open, open, and like the smell of salt water hitting you in the don't face. Don't let
1: anybody open your porthole without your consent.
0: And you hear a noise coming from the top bunk, and you're like, "Is my roommate back?" Yeah. And you pull it back to see this weird, mm. ghastly-looking oh creature. Oh no!
1: Of it's just like string. Kind of, I don't know string person.
0: Yeah. And so you, like, follow it's him. This is feeling
1: a little scooby Dooish. It is, kind of. Yeah. Well, you
0: follow him up to the top, and he just jumps off the ship back into the water. It's
1: almost like a ghillie suit.
0: It does. It looks right? exactly yeah. like a ghillie yeah. suit. So then you're kind of—you don't want to go back to your room, so you just find a deck chair, and you sleep out in the deck chair that night. Okay. Well, the captain comes along, and you're like, hey, I saw something— it looked weird, but I don't like I think it's just some weird guest like trying to mess with people. Right, sure. Like a Scooby Doo, like you right, thought. Right, right, right. And the captain's like, Yeah, some of these people just take these things too far. Uh, I'll go ahead and I'll stay in your room with you tonight. We can go ahead and catch this weirdo kind of thing. So That's an odd move, but okay. Yeah, so the sure. the porthole they're both waiting in there and the porthole busts open while oh, they're awake. Watch out. And so you go over to close it, and you're like, I don't know what did that. And about that time, you hear the captain just shriek again. Eek. And he is met face-to-face with the ghillie suit yeah, monster. Yeah. And he says, "Are you say, that's, that's it. Let's get him, captain. Like, let's go ahead. Mm-hmm. And the captain replies, no, no, I can't. Or it can't be. You're dead. I murdered oh. you. Oh. Right? And then he just says, I killed you right there in, in that berth. I guess in the top bunk yeah. he murdered this guy yeah. pushed you out the porthole into the into the sea you can't be you can't
1: wow good job captain giving up your whole,
0: yeah. <laughs> your and then, whole thing there. and then all of a sudden the captain just dies of fright and the wait you, you
1: can't just say that
0: Yeah, he just dies the of fright. captain
1: just dies of horrified, fright horrified
0: you watch the captain slump to the floor <laughs> oh, no. wide as shock then satisfied the thing turns and hurls itself out of the porthole oh my god and you're like and then, like, you look, the captain's dead, and you look back, the porthole is closed. And the Crypt Keeper just says, hey, and that's the story, dear reader. The captain received the shock of
1: his life. Eh? He still talked that same way. Wait, that's it? Yeah. That's the whole story? That's the whole story. So the there's more creepy but... string monster scares the captain to death, jumps out the porthole. We don't over. know. We don't know if we live.
0: Yeah, we don't know. Uh, we also don't know, like, who the man was, why he murdered him, any of that. That's the story. That's crazy. Yep. They also had short stories in here.
1: That's a dumbass story. (laughs) Just
0: second. Just wait.
1: Wow. Uh, right? Yeah. Bunch Uh, of words. I
0: didn't read all of that. No, you shouldn't. So, we'll get to our second one, which is called The Fatal Caper.
1: Reading's bad for your eyes, kids. It is.
0: Uh, I should also, uh... There was something else I was going to add about these comics, and I completely forgot what it was. Oh, Oh, um, I believe that Image, now it's either Image or Dark Horse. I could be wrong. One of them owns the... Uh, tells, like, the EC Comics catalog. Oh, really? So they're able to reprint some of these. Oh, so wow. if you would actually, if you are a fan, like, even the stories are bad, it's still just cool to read some of the old no, horror and stuff. No, it's cool
1: looking. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. very vintage. So I was just yeah, going to say, yeah.
0: if you actually wanted to look at that, there are, like, reprints and stuff yeah. through I believe Image. Huh. But the next story, A Fatal Caper. I love this one because it starts off, we actually, you're not in any more of these stories. Okay. We have names for well, our characters. From
1: what a relief. Uh, we meet Marilyn... Who? What is this thing that's holding her? It looks like a werewolf, kind of. Um, looks like a man bat. Just wait. You'll have to find out. Okay. Well, scary monster holding girl. Uh, Somehow. Kind of 50s horror movie yeah, yeah. Uh, pose. Yeah.
0: So Marilyn finds a book of magic, right? Hey. And then here's her a book f- of magic. Her friend says, "Please do not try any of the spells Mm-mm. in it." Ma- or no, that the worker says that. So wait, where are they? They're at the library. Oh, sure. Oh, I'm sorry. No, a dusty old bookstore.
1: Okay. Dusty old bookstore.
0: Pe- uh, so then <laughs> Marilyn and her friend Peter, Peter, they're like, Hey, Peter, do you see this? Isn't it just too ducky? I didn't know what that meant.
1: Oh, wow. Ducky. Really? Yeah. That's, what does like, ducky mean? that's cool. Like, yeah. Cute. Cool. Yeah. Really? Sure.
0: I never heard that before. Ducky. And so she says, call up Jim. And we need to bring that back. Ducky.
1: Yeah. Just say, Oh, that's so ducky.
0: It could probably make a resurgence.
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah, let's do yeah. that. Ducky.
0: Um. So Marilyn says, "Call <laughs> up." Say
1: that to my wife tonight. She's gonna throw <laughs> something at me. Uh,
0: Jim, to call up Jim and Winnie, uh, and Whitney. invite them over. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna have a good old seance, right?
1: Sure. Why not? We're gonna try it's these Thursday. things out.
0: I love how everybody shows up and like they all have a gift. Yeah, they all have packages. Like Jim, he looks says, like he's
1: got wrapped meat.
0: Well, he says, "Where do you ever dream up all this, Marilyn? Toad's tongues, a lapwing's ear, the foot of a old, Wait,
1: a day old bat. These dudes brought all that stuff." Yes. Like at a moment's notice, yes. you just call up your 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 buddies. Yes. Hey, could you bring a bat's wing? So and I, a toad's tongue. I, I'm not gonna get Jeez. like super deep into this because Dude, they they get into this seance really quick. They do. Like they've got a cauldron.
0: Yeah. Like none of this is explained what either. What
1: the? So they have
0: a cauldron, <laughs> they're throwing everything in, and then all oh, of a no. sudden, Maryland, don't like all of a sudden, like a big cloud bubble, and they hear a oh
1: like another scream yeah and that's Marilyn's what happens gone. when you throw shit in a cauldron that's what right
0: <laughs> so then they go look for her and they can't and her they come back and go look uh Marilyn's shoe and stocking <laughs> like we got to figure out what to do let's call the police and when he's like no 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 listen
1: so we we, we can just find something in the book marilyn has gone her stocking and shoe is left yeah and their solution is they were let's gonna call, look in the book again. They were
0: one guy wanted to call the cops, and the other two were like, "No, let's just look in the sure, book."
1: Okay. They find
0: another another spell to do, uh-huh. and then they hear Peter, "Please come to me from when Marilyn's oh, voice." Oh no! So Peter goes and looks, and all of a sudden, ah! And he's gone now. So just now, a now it's just stocking in a shoe. Where now he was. it's just Winnie and Jim. <laughs>
1: oh no! Let's right? look in the book again. Right. Yeah, that's what happens. Oh no! It does. <laughs> what a bad they decision. They look around.
0: They can't do anything. Uh, Jim's like, "We're gonna call the cops." And when oh he's like, "No, no, 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 no."
1: By the way, I love this coloring. Like, oh, it's in great. one scene they're both solid red, then green, then orange. It's just it's gorgeous. Yes. Yeah.
0: And then so they, I come, uh, I come at your call, Enchantress. When this last one they call and this thing comes oh, up, no. and it smacks like it goes to take. Whatever this thing is, goes to take Winnie. Yeah. And in the process, smacks
1: Jim. So Wait, is it that says, Jim or Peter? That's Jim. Okay. Right? Or is that Peter? Damn it. Dang I was it. Now. Gonna get to say it smacked him, smacked her rather than Peter. Yeah, no, that's Jim. Damn it. Okay.
0: Uh, so he smacks him right in the gym. Uh, <laughs> it says panting, sobbing, yeah. his world reeling around him. Jim Roberts, cause it's time to throw in a last name. Sure. Start yeah. our stares at the gigantic thing that their spells have summoned up.
1: So it's just and, a thing. Yep, it's not a okay. sheer
0: horror in his eyes. It, it got her, it got her. And so he's like, I got to reach the phone to call the police. And about that time, the yeah, monster, now it's
1: time to call the cops. The monster
0: yeah. knocks the phone out of his hand. Yeah. We're then shown as the monster picks his thing up. The Hulking Goliath. Yeah. And it says Jim opens his eyes to find himself reclining in a coffin. Oh no. Just as the gloating monster is shutting the heavy lid down on him. He's ah, like, no, 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 don't. Yeah. And with a thud, the coffin closed. And he's like, he's hammering me in. Wait. <laughs> I can I can hear it hammering, hitting the nails. <laughs> suffocating here getting harder to breathe oh poor jim oh well just look
1: it's his three buddies
0: wait they put him in a coffin they put him in a coffin and they were the ones doing all the uh things happening they say all right who's the monster well when he says all right pete the joke's gone far enough (coughs) he looked half dead on fear when he closed him in that coffin let's open him back up and jim says sure right away boy was he ever scared or Peter says that. Yeah. And Marilyn replies, Jim sure fell for all that mumbo-jumbo. <laughs> well, they can't get it
1: unstuck. You know, like us smacking him in the face and throwing him in a and coffin. They can't get it unstuck. Of course Hammering
0: can't. it close. So yeah. they are going to go to the car to get tools. <laughs> While they go get tools, a man comes in, the yeah. gravekeeper, and says, you're next, mister, <laughs> and you can rest assured I'm going to bury you deep. In all words, why so? What's he got against this coffin? So they get the tools and they come back, and the coffin's gone. Uh oh, and they're looking around everywhere for it. And it says, Half an hour later, caretaker, did you just bury a coffin? Dig it up, you have to dig it up. The man in there isn't dead. And then, uh, what Marilyn says is, What when he means is a joke, you know, you've got to open that coffin, like,
1: yeah, you know. sure.
0: And the caretaker says, I want that open, open that coffin for all the gold in Fort Knox. I buried him plenty deep. That man died from leprosy. Anyone who touches the corpse will get it. And then it ends with all the other three looking at their hands a little green spot showing up. <laughs> so, that's the end of that. What? Their friend got buried alive, and they got Where,
1: leprosy. Where's the monster? Oh, it was just a costume he was wearing. Oh. Damn it, Jim. Get out of that costume. Pete. Pete.
0: So yeah, they buried Jim alive, and the other three got leprosy. That's that story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they got
0: leprosy. Yeah, um, I looked it up just to see oh my God. Uh, How weird. the cure. The like leprosy became less of a thing in like the 60s. So yeah.
1: wait, 60s? Yeah. Oh no! Didn't um, they have like islands they would send people to? I and think back in the yeah. day. Yeah. Wow.
0: So this now takes us to RX death as our next story. Death um and so essentially we have a story here about a woman named
1: what is this woman's name i love any story that starts with the words good lord yeah
0: um but uh, janet our main character in this story is janet
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh also here's they had a i'm sorry before i that they had like a little newsletter that was the crypt keepers corner
1: oh sweet
0: and so it had like tell me these don't seem like kind of fake letters though because i have like letters to them and it says dear crypt keeper I want you to know that every time a crypt of terror is put on sale at my candy store, I will buy it and will haunt you. You don't scare me. And it says a.ghost. No address given. And then. A.ghost. Yeah. And then it replies. He has a reply to it. So haunt me, ghost. I dare you. Only you better not show up around the crypt. I might scare the sheet off you. Oh, no. Go dissolve your ectoplasm in a vat of sulfuric acid.
1: Boy, if I had a dollar for every time I insulted so, somebody by saying something like that.
0: Uh, dear Crip Keeper, the magazine leaves me cold. Signed, the occupant of slab thirteen, City Morgue refrigerator, Dodge City, Kansas.
1: <laughs> to which he replies Wait, why is it why do you have to add Dodge City, Kansas? I, I mean it's to which the so Crip Keeper says, Why don't you give yourself a hot foot with
0: a Doleen <laughs> torch? Yeah. Acetylene torch. Wait, I'm sorry.
1: Ace, a, yeah, acetylene. You, thank you. Acetylene. Acetylene torch. But even give yourself a hot foot with an acetylene torch. Would you, Zach? Then, then <laughs> the Crypt Keeper has a library section, what?
0: a further listing of my favorite fine mystery literature, which you can obtain at your local library. They include such great stories as Boris Karloff and The Darkness Falls, okay, or H.P. Lovecraft's Lurker at the Threshold. Okay. Or Bram Stoker's *The Mystery of the Sea*.
1: All right, all right. Well, I just good thought for that you, was kind of. Keeper? Yeah, keeping the kids reading. <laughs> I didn't read
0: the actual ones. There's one here too that says, uh, "Dear Crypt Keeper," I just want to read the first line. Sure. I hate to admit this, you old geezer, but your magazine <laughs> is the very best horror terror book I have ever read, horror bar terror. barring none. Yeah, the old geezer. Signed. Uh, that was signed. A Specter. Ed Shep. 10 ocean parkway brooklyn new york
1: there's nothing funny about
0: that yeah no i think that's an actual letter they got one and they're like let's make up others to fill the page
1: so (laughs) you got to give them credit though i mean if nothing else this thing is freaking entertaining
0: oh it is for sure And
1: there's so much
0: writing that went into this yes a lot yeah so RX death or prescription death. Gotcha. Uh, Janet lives with her brother, Greg. Damn and Janet. Greg just, he just reads all the time. He studies all mm. the time. He doesn't really eat. He's a bookworm. Yeah. She gets worried about him. So eventually he gets worse and worse. So he agrees <laughs> to let the doctor come see him. Okay. So the doctor kind of sees him. He's like, hey, here's a prescription for it. Like go get it filled. This should help him out. Well, Greg doesn't want her to use a fancy pharmacist. He wants to take it to an old chemist that they have in town. So the chemist takes it, makes the drug, um, and Greg takes, so yeah, Greg, Greg takes it. So many leaps, yeah. Greg, Greg takes it. And all of a sudden, after taking it, Greg wants to start going out on the town at oh, night. Yeah. So he goes out night after night after night, and he's living it up and he's having fun. Yeah. And like Janet's happy to see this, and then and he one gets day, leprosy. well, that's one day. Whoops. She goes to talk to him, and she notices his little pinky finger. Oh, it is it's all, kinda it's all, all wrinkled curled up, up and, nasty. and gross. Yeah. And she's like, "What's what's up with that?" And he's like, "I don't know. I must have cut myself or something." And
1: he's like, "Very." <laughs> you know, I must have cut myself?
0: Yeah. He covers it up. Well, then. So I got a
1: zombie finger.
0: Yeah. Then. He gets more erratic, kind of. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm going to my room. Bring my breakfast up in the morning. And, like, she won't, he won't let her see
1: him. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, she goes back to the doctor and says, like, hey, like, he's still taking the stuff and he's acting weird now. Like, he will only let me, like, leave his breakfast or leave his uh, food for him. He won't let me talk to him. Yeah. And he's like, this is weird. Let's go see that chemist then.
1: The doctor says, no more monkeys. Check it on the bed.
0: So, they go and they see the chemist. And he asks the uh, or the doctor asked the chemist, what did you put in this? And he's like, oh, it's this rare thing I have. And he goes and he smells the chemical <laughs> and he's like, the label says what it should be, but from the scent, this isn't what it is. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. Like I've had bought it as that and I've had it for however many years. What the? So the doctor takes it to send off to somebody to kind of look into to it. a
1: lab. Yeah, to whatever, a lab. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, Janet notices that like, Greg's arms are now all wrapped in bandages, Uh-oh. and uh, he's like, "I'm gonna have all my meals just sent up. Don't don't mess with me." <laughs> well, she comes up to get something from her room, and he comes out at the time, and he thinks she's spying on him, and he like freaks out, and he's like, "Don't you know? Uh, don't spy on me. Don't come in here yet, you know." And she he it won't was, let her in. It was meth. And Janet is like super worried now, so she calls the doctor over. Yeah, the doctor comes and goes to look at Jim. Uh, Excuse me, at uh, Greg. Greg. And he goes, I've, I've seen him. Uh, I've examined him, and uh, in my senses, I have dealt with death all my life, but I have never, nothing like this. And he runs out the door, and he's like, don't don't send for me again. I can't do anything in this house. Jeez. She's like, what in the world? So eventually she goes and notices, like, she's outside doing stuff and notices that this weird kind of, like, creature pulls back the blinds. Mm. So... She calls the doctor again, who doesn't want to go, but eventually after her crying, he's yeah, like, oh, okay, sure, I'll come sure, and I'll look at it. Sure. And he tells her that the chemist I sent the drug to was unable to analyze it. Uh-oh. Its chemical composition was unknown to him, although the results of the test showed that it was similar in action to the digestive enzymes in the human body. Your brother is being digested alive. Oh. And so all of a sudden they see like this black goo start dripping Wait, from what? the ceiling. Yeah. So they like it lands on her and they run up to see him and essentially he's like a mess of like a bubbling pool and he's like yeah and it's like and so the doctor just beats him with his cane till he does <laughs> I mean it said better <laughs> but that is what happens
1: Wow okay So oh. there's that one but what could make you do that like is it just like stomach acid what is it I guess it does it just has the okay. same digestive enzymes right. that are in humans right. there you go
0: so yeah, this happens. brings us to our last story impending doom impending doom we see our main character Ted here he's yeah. an artist yeah. he's drawing stuff and he's just kind of he's singing in his head so he's thinking about spring and he's just randomly. Like drawing, like doodling.
1: This this picture reminds me of the uh, what's the what's the guy's name that you have to pull the magnetic hair onto? Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of his name. That's what it looks like.
0: So he just like draws this face, and he doesn't know why for some reason, but he's like, huh, I wonder why I did that. Man, whatever. He just kind of folds it up, and he puts it in his pocket, and he decides it's too good of a spring day for me to stay cooped up in here. I'm gonna go outside. So he and his you gotta take
1: your pipe outside every once in a while.
0: So he and his pipe go outside (laughs) for a spring walk, (laughs) and he hears this loud banging. And he's like, huh, I wonder what it is. And he comes across this sign that says, Unique Stone-Cutting Gravestones, Alex Cordova. Okay. Uh, Prop, I guess, because Alex is the owner. Proprietor. Proprietor, thank you. So he walks up, and he's like, huh, let me see what he's working on. Oh, this is some nice stuff. And he's like, wait, here lies Theodore J. Warren. That's my name. Uh-oh. And he's like, born April 25th, 1920. 1920- That's my birthday. It is. And today's date is the day what I died. The- and he goes, hey. And you <sighs> see. The guy
1: is the one he's been drawing. Yes. Oh, my gosh. What so is happening?
0: So the gravestone stonecutter oh, no, has the same face of so the face that he drew. And he tells him, hey what is this like you know this is my birthday this is everything uh, you know my the day i was born you have me dying today he's like i just honestly chose it at random like there's nothing
1: wait you just you're just cutting stone on it at random yeah and he's like why did you put today's date then And he's like because
0: i'm finishing it today like that's just why i put the date there just to show off my work which yeah why would you make one it seems like you're wasting a, a slab of granite doing that or whatever it is you're using it but right so, Ted shows him, like, I, this isn't a coincidence. Like, I drew you earlier, too, for some reason. and the he shows him so that picture. goofy looking, too. He is. And he's like, uh, that's weird. Like, I don't, it's the oddest thing. I don't think it's anything. But he's like. <laughs>
1: yeah, this is just a coincidence. Sure. Yeah,
0: and he's like, huh. And he walks up to his door and his wife answers or answers, and goes, Ted. His wife knows Ted already. And he's like, e- Ellen? Ted and Ellen already know each other. Uh-oh. And uh, she tells him, like, oh, oh, Alex, you know, her husband, we were friends from way back, right? Yeah. You know, you should have, t- Ted should stay a bit so we can catch up and hang out. And Alex is like, uh, okay, sure. So, after dinner, I just want to read some of this because I found this yeah, funny. please. Ted goes, ah, Ellen, that meal was superb. You were truly a culinary genius. I didn't know you were such a good cook. It's very nice of him to compliment her. Great bologna Ellen sandwich. Ellen says, I'm happy to cook for you, Ted. You always were appreciative of my talents. And Alex kind of cuts her an evil look. Uh-oh. And uh, Alex says, Ellen, please, you're embarrassing our guest. Uh-oh. And Ellen says, oh, keep quiet, you nincompoop. Nincompoop. I don't know why I even bother to answer you. You're so
1: stupid. Oh, my God. Right. Wow, Ellen, and, pull it back. And so. Alex
0: goes, now, Ellen, let's not argue. We have company, remember? Yeah. And Ellen goes, I said, shut up. Why can't you be nice like Ted
1: Dear Lord, here for
0: a change? Honestly, I don't know what ever possessed me to marry a fool like you.
1: I don't know how those two got together. I don't either. Because he, A, looks like uh, William Shakespeare. Yeah. And she's like this gorgeous little, you know, young girl. Yeah. And he makes gravestones. And he goes, now, see
0: here, I've had about all I can take. And Ellen says, look at you, a miserable wretch. You'll never be anything but what you are, a dumb gravestone cutter. Ted's a success. (laughs) He has money. He's young, handsome, exciting. You're none of those things.
1: Oh, wow. The
0: dude is just getting dressed down in his own house by his wife, seemingly out of nowhere, just because, like, her old boyfriend, because they call themselves friends, but, you know, like, obviously, her old boyfriend shows up. So he's like, I've had enough of this. Well, you know Ted
1: Yeah. and his pipe.
0: He's like, I've had enough of this. I'm going out to my shop to work on some things. And she's like, go ahead. Run, you spineless simpleton. For all I care, you can go out and never come back. Oh, my God. Yeah. So uh, Alex leaves. Poor William Shakespeare. And Ellen's just like, oh, he aggravates me so much. I can't stand him, especially since I've met you again, Teddy. She calls Uh him Teddy, too. And he's like, Ellen, we shouldn't. You're married. And she's like, come on, kiss me.
1: Kiss me. And he's like, no. no, we
0: shouldn't. (laughs) <laughs> kiss me with your pipe mouth there's one. Oh, where is it I'm crazy I'm crazy I was crazy to marry Alex <laughs> this was just so weird I've known all along that it was you I wanted <sighs> and you want me too I can see it in your eyes it's not too late we can still be together kiss me Ted kiss me hard <laughs> <laughs> oh man wow. so kiss me Ted so they do kiss and Alex walks in the
1: forbidden kiss
0: and Alex walks in, super angry, <laughs> right?
1: With his I just, mallet. I just want to. I just want to set this up. Zach is covering up three panels so that I can't see them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So Alex busts back <laughs> in. Yeah. With his, Hitler with his mustache. Hammer, and his, and, and his then it shows William the cops escorting yeah. him out. And one of the guys says, "What happened?" And another bystander says, "Alex Cordova just killed some guy. Oh, Caught him no. with Miss Cordova. Beat him to a pulp." And then we see him at the noose. Oh,
1: that was quick. Which, if you'll realize. We are promised a speedy trial.
0: Well, if you'll realize. Oh,
1: shoot. Yeah, he was drawing the like the around, rope around him. Oh, wow.
0: And then we see Ted's gravestone, which is the actual gravestone that he made <coughs> that he's using with that picture by it.
1: Oh, sure.
0: And that is the end.
1: That happens. Uh, uh, things happen. There you go. Oh, muscle man. All around, He-Man, fast, or it oh, won't cost you a wonderful. cent. So it's this is the classic ad. Does that say Rex Fetish? <laughs> Rex Ferris, my bad. This is the classic ad where the guy comes up and kicks sand in the guy's face and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Yep. Wow, these are you know. Here's the thing. I mean, it's easy to make fun of this. Yeah. But it's still you, great. You gotta, you just gotta give it to them. I mean, it's beautiful art. It's it's okay writing. I can see how kids would be enthralled by this, you know? Yeah. It's it's really good. This is cool, man. No.
0: So I thought it was a great uh, thing for us to go ahead and do. You do think, you think I Halloween? can still
1: get a copy of How to Become a Muscular He-Man? Maybe. You will uh, probably find it online. Sure. You have to send it to the Jowett Institute of Physical Culture. Physical culture? Physical culture. Yeah. All right. George F. Jowett, champion of champions. Oh, he is our champion of champions. He's always our champion. George F. Jowett? George F. Jowett. Yeah. And then you
0: got what, 19 cents picture?
1: Sensational offer, only 19 cents from your favorite snapshot, photograph, or negative. What it does so they just duplicate I guess you could, a photo? Yeah, they,
0: it just makes a big photo. For oh, you.
1: new silk finish enlargement, ivory gold tooled frame. Ooh, only that nineteen sounds cents. Fancy. Look at that frame. That's like what you. Do. Yeah, That's such, a corny, it's a, such that a corny frame. Such a corny frame Yeah, it, it probably was paper though. too. I love this.
0: Yeah. So there you go. That is our issue this week. However, uh, I don't like
1: the fact that the people on the cover are not the people that are in the that comic. That is true too. That oh, is that, not William Shakespeare. That kind of looks like Ted a little bit. Yeah, maybe. But yeah,
0: that does not look like alex this at all. is us right no we had red hair yeah but
1: it's the only one in a trench coat
0: that's true but it says no it can't be that name he's that's cutting. not
1: yeah that's not yeah where's this pipe yeah yeah
0: But well there you go i, I from the love crypt.
1: this i thought this was fantastic zach thank you it. thank you for introducing me to strange tales from the crypt <laughs> And I love the story that goes behind it with the seal and the comic. Yeah. Comic it's code just, it's just all all a stuff. lot of cool yeah, things. Cool. And
0: comics histories kind of evolve around EC comics. Yeah. Uh, and oh, uh, William Gaines and the Senate testimony. And just, it, it, you know, it, it's just, I think, a part of comics history that's really interesting.
1: I was very so. proud of myself for remembering the William Gaines thing.
0: Yeah. No, that is solid. Because yeah. I had to double check that too when you brought it up. I forgot. He also did it to kind of keep uh, Harvey. Kurtzman, who I think was one of his uh, uh editors and artists yeah. at the time too yeah he, that's why he also made mad a magazine to kind of keep him on too. um wow. wow but yeah a lot of a lot of cool things there as always feel free to find us on instagram brofohero. hero yep. email us bros at gmail.com also roguemedianetwork.com
1: roguemedianetwork.com
0: and check out one of the many of great other podcasts we have yeah family of
1: podcasts yeah lots of stuff there
0: so if you're like huh i wonder if there's a podcast that is for me i can tell you go ahead and check them out there probably is one (laughs) I think I think, were, I, I think you were I think you
1: were reaching for a specific one, but then you couldn't come up wanna, with one. Well, no, 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 like, I
0: have one, but then I'm like, oh, I'm like the one I thought at first is the Long Box, but I'm like, yeah. oh, if you listen to us, you might already listen to the Long Box. Long
1: Box is great yeah. because they're more serious about comics. Yeah. They're and artists. We, if and you've listened stuff. to yeah. us, we I are don't not think serious. We are, no, no, no,
0: but we know why you come here. It's just for the uh camaraderie between Mike and Thanks I. Thanks for coming, guys. and the great stories.
1: Yeah, hey, and happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yeah. Don't uh, don't get in trouble. Don't egg people. Don't. Toilet paper's fine. Yeah. That's but not easier eggs. to clean up now. Yeah.
0: Eggs stink. They do stink. Yeah. I, I just... <laughs> they do. There you go. Eggs hey, stink. Happy Halloween. Egg happy stink. Halloween. Everybody, <laughs> and until next time, stay safe. Got
1: it gun! Frozen. Frozen. Heroes gonna tell you about pros and pros and heroes gonna tell you about. This has been a Rogue Media Network.